Drive-thru employees can see and hear everything you do in line. And this TikTok proves it. AOC's Instagram Live from last night has people shook. And we're talking with Amber Jamison about Evan Rachel Wood, Marilyn Manson, and where we go from here. It's February 2nd, 2021. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So, Casey, I need, because we have a lot of things we're covering today, but I want to begin with a piece of news that I just thought was so incredible, and it's that Dolly Parton has turned down the Medal of Freedom twice because Donald Trump asked her to, and I think it's just the most incredible thing. (laughs) It is hard to rank everything that Dolly Parton has done in order of importance and amazingness, but this is so high up there. Like, I know she wrote two hit songs in one, like, one day, right? Like, an hour, maybe. Like, in an hour, you know? We got Jolene and I Will Always Love You. But this, this is pretty amazing, too. It's just, like, this for me is just an example of, like, know your worth and know you don't need outside validation for anything. And also being strategic, being like, you know what, girl, I'm enough. And you know what? I don't need this little thing you're doing, especially if I don't like you. And she has not said she doesn't like Donald Trump. We know that she is very allergic to politics publicly, but she knew what she was doing here. She's smart. And I will say Dolly Parton is the one celebrity that has yet to fail us. You know, everyone else has failed Mm. us at some level, even Beyonce at some points. She has not. Case closed. Oh, God, I love Dolly. Yes, case closed. (laughs) All right. So we're going to start off today by talking about a new viral TikTok that's making people second guess everything. TikTok user Zandagura, who works at a Starbucks, explained how drive-thru employees can hear and see almost everything you do while you're in line. We can see you when you pull up. We can see your face in your car and everything. And I can also turn this camera on. Boom, I'm there. Also, in response to his original TikTok going viral, Xander made another TikTok featuring our very own Stephen LeConte's post asking that Starbucks not fire him for becoming TikTok famous. (laughs) I second that. I also have to say the other thing that I learned from the TikTok was that when you're ordering, it doesn't go to just that person's headset. It goes to like almost everyone's headset. And one, oh my God, that must be so tough for people working to just have our voices in their head all day. But second, oh my God, now I'm going to have stage fright. (laughs) Casey, I love you. Wait, you're now worried about stage fright at Starbucks. You think this is a performance? Like, hello, I'm Casey Rackham, and I'm here to order my frappuccino. Good morning. (laughs) I'm sorry for who I am. I'm sorry, but like, I know not to be like that person, but I've always assumed everyone could hear and see, and that's why I really pull it together when I pull up, because I'm like, that camera's working. These girls can see me, and I I don't need to act up right now. I think the problem for me is that I think it they begin being able to hear me and see me when I start talking, <laughs> which is the problem. They definitely can see me like putting my mask on really quickly, like all that stuff. So yes, I need to get it together and be more like you. They, they're watching everyone. This is the the original Big Brother is your Starbucks drive through. So there you go. Okay, so we need to move on to something last night that just like completely blew up. Everyone's been talking about it. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez took to Instagram Live last night to explain everything that went down at the Capitol on January 6th, and it is absolutely terrifying. So AOC described the insurrection from her vantage point in a bathroom stall, saying, I just start to hear these yells of, where is she? Where is she? And then she says, this was the moment where I thought everything was over. She also revealed in the video that she's a survivor of sexual assault and explained how multiple types of trauma can compound on each other. This video 
it, I mean, the live I watched and it stopped me in my tracks, stopped everything. And it was just so terrifying to see like that she was really working through trauma in real time. And that what was going on that day beyond all these like crazy photos, we see people like with Trump flags and all the outside stuff that the interiority of this moment had people literally thinking this is it. And she goes on to say in the video, you know, she's a spiritual person. And what really broke me was that she told herself in that moment, according to the video, that if this was the moment she was going to die, she knew that everyone else would be able to take up the fight for equality after her. And like we know from other reports of other folks that were with her, she was talking at that moment about, I, just, I don't want to die. I want to be a mother and all this stuff. So we have these people who we project onto TVs and we talk about these kind of, you know, third party ways, but these are real humans that really have real lives and real hopes and dreams. They're not just our politicians. And what happened that day has traumatized them in really big ways. And you know, Zach, I really do want to know the answer to this. I don't know if either of us have it or, but why didn't people take this as seriously as it is? It was an attack on their lives. They were very scared. And so it's just like, it, it seems wild because we've seen other horrible cases in history of school shootings and et cetera, where it was taken seriously. So I am genuinely confused and baffled by this whole experience. And what we know from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is that they knew weeks ahead leading up to this that there was supposed to be violence. She talks a lot about how she got texts from people and no one was taking it seriously. People were like, well, it's really not going to be as bad as we're hearing. And look what happened. And I just think like a theme of today, a lot for me, what I'm thinking about today is like we need to believe people. When they are when they think something bad's about to happen, you should talk to them. When they're experiencing violence, we should hear them and just believe folks. That's it. That's all you can do. Yeah. And unfortunately, that does bring us to our next segment. Um we're going to be talking about the horrific allegations of assault that Evan Rachel Wood has made against Marilyn Manson. But before moving forward, we just wanted to add a trigger warning for this interview, which discusses sexual assault and abuse. So we want to point out that this isn't only Wood making claims of abuse of her former partner. Since she's come forward, several other women have spoken up and said they've had similar experiences. And honestly, it all feels uncomfortably familiar to the avalanche of claims we've seen made against Army Hammer in the last couple of weeks and to the reckonings we've seen happen against countless other celebrities in the Me Too era. Today, we're talking with BuzzFeed News reporter Amber Jamison. She wrote the piece, Evan Rachel Wood alleged her ex-fiance, Marilyn Manson, horrifically abused and manipulated her. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. Uh, of course. So tough subject all around, but let's jump right into this. What are the claims Evan Rachel Wood is making about Marilyn Manson? So they're pretty intense. She said in an Instagram post on Monday that he had horrifically abused her for years um, and that he, quote, he started grooming me when I was a teenager. Uh, I was brainwashed and manipulated into submission. So this was the first time that she had named him, but she has spoken uh, many times before about uh, the abuse that she has experienced by someone who previously she had not named. Uh, so we also have other information about more really, truly horrifying details about that that she has given previously. But yesterday she really talked about how that she'd been groomed since she was a teenager and brainwashed and manipulated into submission. Yeah. And, you know, I think that took a lot of people back 
uh, by surprise of, you know, being groomed since she was a teenager. You know, that's a long time for her to experience something like that. And, you know, we know she's mentioned the abuse before, but never named the abuser. Did she say why now is the time she's coming forward with the name? Yeah, she said that she was done living in fear of retaliation, slander, or blackmail. Uh, And she also came forth with several other women. There were four other women at the same time who all posted their Instagram posts with statements um, about the abuse by Marilyn Manson, whose real name is Brian Warner. And so there was clearly some kind of, you know, decision with all of them that they were finally going to come forward together and name him. We all know from what we have seen throughout the Me Too movement, there is power in numbers. Um, And so the ability for these women to come forth together and say, you know, like they're done living in fear of retaliation. And the women all said similar things. They were like, just pointing out the fact that they they had all different stories, but similar. Some of them said much more detail than others, but all of them sort of said this idea of like, I'm sick of, you know, being quiet about this. And something that was really striking about the allegations that we're hearing so far about Manson is that they felt very similar to the ones we've heard about Army Hammer recently and Shia LaBeouf, that these women have come forward and said that these men were really charming, that they were loving. And this feels very much like manipulation. Can you talk about this part of it? You know, I think a lot of people find that they hear that and they're like, well, I've been through stuff like that. So can you talk a bit about it? Absolutely. I think one of the things that has come out for many times over the years when women talk about um, abusers in relationships is that, like, there is uh, obviously often a very charming side um, of the abuser. And it's why we see extremely successful, high-achieving, capable, wonderful women like Evan Rachel Wood find themselves in relationships like this. Um, because it, this is like the one of the techniques of abuse. One thing is known as love bombing, which is what um, several of the women were talking about was when they first met Marilyn Manson was that he just immediately was super like showing all this emotion. Um, Evan Rachel Wood said in um, Senate statements that she had given previously to the California Senate when she spoke about her abuser and didn't say who it was at the time, but she talked about how she moved in with him very quickly. Um, And other women talked about how within weeks of knowing him, they'd moved into his hotel room or moved in with him. Um, So we have these sort of patterns of someone immediately sort of falling in love and then the forms of abuse comes out, whether that's emotional, physical, sexual. And the women all, each person had different accusations of abuse against Marilyn Manson, but it covered all aspects of that. And Evan Rachel Wood accused him of all of these aspects and some very extremely disturbing examples um, of abuse. And I think this is the way that we see the psychological torture that abusers do. And I think the main difference is that now women are more able to speak out about it and come out, like with Ami Hammer, multiple women, and come out and, and be able to share that. And I think also we have a better understanding of abuse. I think the Me Too movement and we've seen over the years the, the ways that um, abusers you know, treat women and and the way that we speak about it, I think has developed and changed. Uh, And so I think that we're able to speak about it in a more sophisticated way and understand a little more about some of like the psychological aspects of, of abuse. All right. Well, we'll be right back to talk about some of the fallout we're already seeing from Marilyn Manson in all of this. It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. 
support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. From Cavalry Audio comes the new true crime podcast, The Shadow Girls. I always wanted to know what it felt like to kill somebody. He started laughing. Prosecutors described him as a serial killer savant, picking up these girls, getting them in a position of vulnerability. When he got a hold of their neck, that was it. I'm Carolyn Osorio, a journalist and lifelong resident of the Pacific Northwest. I grew up near the banks of the Green River and in the shadow of the killer that bears its name. How many times did you bring the camera to one the river? Time. Just one time. One time. He started fantasizing about having sex with his mother. Then he fantasized about killing her. But this podcast isn't only about tracking down the killer. It's about the victims. We stayed in the woods. He always liked to go to the woods. She was just, to all of us, kind of strange. You know how he feels about prostitutes? Listen to The Shadow Girls on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, all good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Amber Jamison about the horrific abuse claims levied against Marilyn Manson. Since Evan Rachel Wood came forward, Manson has been dropped by his record label and released a statement. What is his response to all of this? So after the women came forth um, saying their claims of abuse and accusations of abuse against him, you know, Manson took to Instagram and said uh, that he, quote, obviously my art and life have long been magnets for controversy, but these recent claims about me are horrible distortions of reality. And he said that my intimate relationships have always been entirely consensual uh, with like-minded partners. So, I mean, what we're seeing is like immediate denial of the claims by women and in fact telling them that there and you know these are entirely consensual um situations and some of these claims are like claims of abuse kidnapping being locked being tortured with metal devices being raped i mean there's that's obviously trying to like flip it back um and then he continued on to say regardless of how and why others are now choosing to misrepresent the past that is the truth we know that this is a common way that abusers respond in in a public um dynamic but he did immediately deny them uh there has been some repercussions as you mentioned his record label dropped him. He was also dropped uh, today by his talent agency, CAA, um, that they has been represented for a long time by them. That agency also represents Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, so it's, you know, kind of nice to see in some ways that there are some examples of people taking a stand. And that was one of the things that... Um, his ex-girlfriend, Rose McGowan, came forth yesterday to say that she stood in solidarity with the women who'd come forward. And she noted that that hadn't been her experience with him, but that she fully believed the women and had no reason to doubt them. And she very much called on sort of the Hollywood cult um, and people who had supported him, the agents and, and representatives to, to really be accountable. Um, and so we are seeing that happen today. And, you know, that's actually a pretty 
different and refreshing response from Rose McGowan compared to other women who have been in relationships who will go, that's not my experience. He's a lovely person, you know, but it's, so it is nice to see, I believe these women and what they're saying, even if that's not what I experienced firsthand, but okay. Back to his statement, which I think we have many issues with, but one that I really don't like is that it seems like he's hiding behind his art and his Marilyn Manson persona, but some of his art depicts violence against women, in particular women who look like Evan Rachel Wood, right? That's exactly right. Like back in 2009, which was around the time they had sort of, they were splitting up and getting back together. But at that time, he literally like beats a woman in a music clip for one of his songs that looks just like her and leaves the, like her body all destroyed and bloody in a bathtub. He has mentioned multiple times that in an interview with Spin in 2009, so same era that he had fantasies about killing her. I think the quote was like smashing her skull in with a sledgehammer and also discussed the fact that, you know, around that time of that breakup, he called her 158 times and was cutting himself. Um, And a lot of the there was several statements from the women talking about the fact that when they did try to leave, that he was threatening to kill himself and and that they had issues with him cutting them during sex. And so, you know, he has been speaking publicly about his behavior for years uh, and it's not, he hasn't been held accountable for it. So one thing I wanted to say was that after a video circulated of Evan Rachel Wood speaking to California Congress and the Senate about her behavior, and it was questioned before that whether he was involved or not, you know, his agents and, and other spokespeople for him have long said that it had nothing to do with him. And also that his art is very, you know, representative of a specific type of, of theatrical um, art and shouldn't be taken seriously, which I think, you know, I, I can understand the way of leaning into the art and claiming it's art, but at the same time, when you actually have words of claiming that uh, you have fantasies about violently injuring somebody and, and speaking about the abusive behavior, perhaps that's something that we could have paid attention to earlier. For sure. And I've been so, as the story's been breaking, you know, it's been so heartbreaking to hear even more people come forward. But I had a moment, just to be very honest here, that I was like, haven't we known this forever? Like, gosh, Evan Rachel Wood has, you know, testified. She did not say his name explicitly, like we've said, but it was pretty clear if you read between the lines that this was Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson has kind of corroborated this through his own interviews about talking about the ways in which his art intersects with violence. So how do these industry leaders just kind of, how are they able just to wash their hands of this? Doesn't it seem as if they are also responsible here for allowing this to go on for so long? 100%. I think I agree with you completely. I mean, Evan Richardwood has made it very clear for years. She's literally been speaking out, giving Senate testimony, talking about the relationship that she was in, age 18, with a very charismatic and powerful man. There has long been, like, we all knew that that had to be him. This was very well documented. This wasn't like a surprise. She was 18 at the time. He was 36. This had a lot of media coverage that they were together at this exact time period. And she has spoken about this repeatedly, but she never did name him. And I, I, how that for some reason became the way that he was able to ignore it and brush it off. That's a really, you know, a very good question. And, And it's frustrating because he has seen, you know, in recent years, he's been making TV appearances and he's been in shows. He's been working as a writer. He's been in Lovecraft Country and Creepshow Riverdale. Like, it is not like it has had an impact on his career, despite the fact that this was extremely, as you say, like well known in the industry and an open secret. Um, and I do think we may have seen, you know, the Me Too movement make a lot of changes in the last few years, but it hasn't really held everybody accountable yet. And hopefully that is something that will change. 
Yeah. So speaking of accountability, one final question. Now that we explicitly have a name, do we think Manson will face real justice before a court? Are there any lawsuits that have been filed? Well, the thing that I think might be really interesting is that Evan Rachel Wood yesterday posted a letter um, that the California State Senator uh, Susan Rubio had sent to uh, the acting attorney general and the FBI director pointing out that there had been multiple allegations um, against Marilyn Manson. And this was done uh, January 21. So this was actually done before. Well, that's when the letter is dated. When it actually was sent is unclear, but it is dated January 21. Uh, And the state senator is asking for the FBI and the attorney general to investigate Marilyn Manson and to make sure these allegations are taken seriously. So it is very possible that we will see um, further developments um, happen in this. Another, at least three women that I'm aware of released statements that they had had some form of an abusive relationship with Marilyn Manson. Evan Rachel Wood has been sharing those on her Instagram. Uh, And in the past, someone in 2018 came forward with a rape allegation about him dating back to 2011 and that was dropped but there are you know the possibility that some of these things may be further looked into and investigated and there may be a a change in some accountability happening in the future well amber thank you so much for breaking down this tough story for us today thank you for having me on well that's it for today remember to join us tomorrow and remember believe people whether it's aoc or evan rachel wood or any other woman be sure to subscribe to buzzfeed daily on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories and please take the time to leave us a rating and a review it helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show and remember to come back for more of what you love about buzzfeed coming to you daily Peacock streaming the biggest sporting events, exclusive originals, and the latest movies. This February, we've got Super Bowl 56, the 2022 Winter Olympics, and the Peacock Original Bel Air. Plus, the new movie, Marry Me, in theaters and streaming Valentine's Day. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. From Cavalry Audio comes the new true crime podcast, The Shadow Girls. I grew up near the banks of the Green River and in the shadow of the killer that bears its name. Prosecutors described him as a serial killer savant. But this podcast isn't only about tracking down the killer. It's about the victims. We stayed in the woods. He always liked to go to the woods. Listen to The Shadow Girls on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.